Hello and welcome everyone to our latest experiment, the Harris Podcast. My name is Jeff Bender and I'm here to help you better understand who we are, where we are going, and to engage you in our journey. These podcasts are intended to introduce you to our leaders, our initiatives, and to new ideas and ways of thinking. Our goal is to not only inform you, but to engage you in helping us create the enduring organization. Please enjoy. So now we're going to shift into a Q&A session. So I think everybody should know that, but if we don't, so we have Jerry Canada, who obviously is the group president for our healthcare business. Jean Susi, who is the, Jean is very upset that we have Kleenex on the stage. So I think he feels that we've planted a few questions that are going to cause him to need Kleenex, which actually might be true, actually. But anyway, so we have Jean, who runs our public sector group, and Judy, who is our chief people officer. Uh, and myself, Jeff Bender. Uh, and then Judy's going to act as our, as our moderator. So we'll go, we'll go through that and try that. So we haven't, I'm not sure I've done it with the, 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 the three of you before. So it should, be, it should be interesting. Do not give me the first question. <laughs> All right. So thank you. And welcome to everybody. So I, uh, I know these gentlemen quite well, given that we work together quite closely. And we've had the opportunity to work together in, in the eight years since I've been here. But true to Harris, there's probably a lot of new people in the room. So why don't we start off with uh, each of you telling us a little bit about your background and a little bit about your experience. Each of you and you looking at me. Yes, you, you uh, sat beside me. So. Yeah, okay. Hey, everyone. So uh, what was your question again? <laughs> experience, background. So my background is uh, 25 years, always been in the software industry. Uh, I started in support. And took so many support calls, I kind of knew the product by heart and moved into a role of a sales engineer. I moved into sales and into management. And this essentially kind of characterizes my career. I worked for a software company um, around 2010 era, which uh, was up for sale. And that had a manager that uh, had worked at Constellation. And, it, and at the time we were selling the company, the manager was like, hey, Constellation's potentially going to buy the company. And so I got to understand the buyer and was very excited about that, but it, in the end, a, uh, a private equity company came in and bought the company and left me kind of, I don't know, I found it lacked texture in terms of what I was hoping to do for the you know, second half of my career. So I ended up just reaching out to Constellation uh, to find a job. And so I joined in 2012, joined the healthcare group with MediSolution, and it's been, of course, love uh, ever since. So like, unlike most of you, uh, you know, I didn't come in because the company that I worked for was acquired by Constellation. I came in because the company I worked for didn't get acquired by Constellation. And that did, that did not sit so well. So some of you have heard my story. I mean, that's in essence what it is. All right. A little more. But, but that's not true. You must have fallen out of love at one point because you did leave. <laughs> oh, no. I was actually you neglected know. that part of the no, story. No, no. So he likes to bring that up every time. Uh. A little known fact, Sean and I both work for Nortel Networks. Uh, I am not the reason Nortel tanked. I don't know whether Sean is maybe the reason for that. So, Jerry, do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, so I've been in uh, vertical market software since uh, actually the beginning of my career. My first job out of college was in a vertical market software company uh, that focused on law firm automation. Uh, and. Uh, it was a great learning experience. I won't get into the details, but uh, I'm technical by, by nature. I have a computer science degree, and that's how I started there and started working in that field. Um, and I did that for a couple years and then went to a defense industry business. And then when I was in my late 20s, I started a software company uh, that I uh, uh, 
Um, had some partners in and built up for about 12, 11 or 12 years, and then eventually the board came by, Jeff and, and Constellation came by and assimilated me in. I sold the company in 2002 and uh, joined the organization and been here ever since. Over, uh, over that time, I've had a variety of different roles at Harris. I started in uh, what is now uh, Harris Local Government. Uh, the spectrum piece of that was originally the core of my business. Uh, then you know, we started on the acquisition uh, activity and eventually built PSSG up until uh, Jean uh, eventually came in. Uh, a couple years ago, Jeff asked me to move over from uh, PSSG, at that time it was PSSG, now PSG, to the healthcare, because uh, I'd been in the, in the public sector for quite a while, dating back to the early 90s, and uh, I thought about it for a day, and I said yes, probably think about it in, a, in, a, in about a day pretty, pretty quickly, quick, yeah. and uh, happy that I did. It's been a great experience, um, and then since 2015, we've done a, a, a number of acquisitions in the healthcare space, as most of you know that are here from the healthcare group, but uh, a great story as far as I'm concerned about you know moving to a different vertical, getting outside your comfort zone, uh, taking on new challenges, and I don't regret it at all. Thanks, Jay. Uh, I've been with Harris since 1999, so next year will be my 21st year. So when I started Harris, which was one uh, single business, so it was a utilities business. At the time, it was just the Harris business. Now it's called uh, Northstar. Uh, about 50, maybe 40 to 50 people, about $5 million uh, in revenue relative to now our you know, 800 million and, uh, and 5,000 people. So I've so, you know, been able to see uh, lots of growth. Uh, over that course uh, of, of time. Uh, I have a business uh, degree from school and I'm also a chartered uh, accountant by background. So that's actually what brought me to Harris in the first place at the Constellation was actually, I was just the director of finance uh, for the Harris organization when I had first joined back in, in 1999. Uh, and uh, Judy bought me this, uh, this gift here. So I'm wearing these socks uh, that have fire-breathing dragons on them because I, I'm working on changing my reputation over, over the course of time. So. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. As, as I get older now, now that I'm I'm 50, uh, I'm trying to you know, sort of be more more calm and more mellow. But uh, every every once in a while, my my past comes back to haunt me. As Judy felt, I should I should have a pair of socks to to, <laughs> to keep reminding me. Uh, so I'm working on my fire breathing dragon uh, reputation. I was wondering why you were. That's why I'm wearing my fire breathing dragon socks. <laughs> All right. Thanks, gentlemen. So since we ended with you, Jeff, maybe we'll we'll start with you. I promised them that I would I would start with some easier questions. So. Uh, again, on, on the vein, I guess, of getting to know each of you a little bit better, what is the best book you've read this year? Yeah, so I read a lot of books. I probably have two or three on the go uh, at any point in time. So I think uh, I quite enjoyed, I was at a conference in New York City uh, two weeks ago, and Simon Sinek was one of the uh, presenters. I find him quite, uh, quite interesting. So I actually ended up buying his book, this sort of his latest book called The Infinite Game. Uh, which I quite, I think that's actually a very, very uh, good book. And really, he just sort of challenges people to think uh, much longer term, right? So he sort of, he's calling life, you know, infinite. You know, companies should be thinking infinite versus finite, sort of being the, the, the corollary. And he gives you all these different examples of, you know, companies and people who think uh, finitely and sort of, you know, his corollary obviously is that they, they don't always get what they want because they're trying to, to win in the short term when truly, the game of life, I mean, obviously it will end for all of us specifically when we, when we, when we pass away, but you know, for a company, uh, which I think comes, I, I liked it because it linked back to my concept of the enduring organization, sort of this creating a business that just keeps going and going and going and going. And so you might choose to keep score at any point in time, but fundamentally scorekeeping is only part of what you should be focusing on. So I think Simon Sinek's book 
uh, called Infinite. Uh, the Infinite game is quite good. And I also quite enjoyed, I, tried, I spent all, a lot more of my time now uh, coaching, uh, and I read a book called The Trillion Dollar Coach, uh, written by Eric Schmidt, the, one of the, the former CEO of, uh, of Google, about a gentleman called Bill Campbell. Uh, and he was sort of a, a coach advisor to many, many of the, uh, you know, the Googles of the world, the Apples of the world, uh, back uh, quite a few years ago. And it sort of walks through his, his ability and how he looked at coaching. And he talked a lot about social capital uh, and you know, making sure people were properly communicating and encouraging people to communicate and address the hard facts, things that I, that I believe in from a leadership perspective as well. So I'd say infinite game and uh, the trillion dollar coach. Thanks, Jeff. Jerry? So uh, I'll take a little different take on it. Uh, I, I like to read, I, I read a lot of different uh, genres of books. Um, you know, I'm actually a big science fiction fantasy uh, reader. I have a couple hundred of those books. I, I won't mention that as my favorite this year, but my favorite this year uh, was really a book, uh, if you know Brian Kilmeade, he's a uh, history writer. He wrote a book about Andrew Jackson and the uh, miracle of the Battle of New Orleans. If you've seen the books, uh, I've read a couple of his books, I really like it. Um, I really enjoy reading those types of history books, and his in particular, because I love the stories that they have about these leaders that you see in their formative phases, but then when you look back from historical context, have had great success. And uh, in this book in particular, it takes place during the Battle of New Orleans, if you're not familiar, during the War of 1812. Uh, no offense to our Canadian uh, folks here, but, uh, but, the, uh, but what's really good is, you know, he, it, it talks about the whole battle and all the events leading up to it, and he's a young uh, military uh, officer at the time, and, uh, you know, how it could have went either way, and it's just a series of small, consistent decisions that he makes over time that leads to his success in this battle against overwhelming odds, and I think that's true for most people uh, that you see when you look over their lifespan, they make lots of small decisions that at the time don't necessarily seem that they're going to be lead to something bigger, but they often do. And if people have good judgment, exercise consistently over time, uh, it leads to good results, or at least that's what I believe. And I think this book um, really demonstrated that in the case of uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, and what's nice about it as well is that he doesn't write these giant tomes. This is a relatively short book. He looks at a very small kind of single battle in a larger scale war and that's how all of his books are you know he'll he has a number of books where he just writes about kind of a single event and instead of trying to write a big book about world war ii he'll write you know maybe a 200 page book about one of these topics so that was my most interesting book i read this year thank you uh, speaking of Norman, so I guess my favorite book this year would be uh, The Power of Habit uh, by Charles Duhag. I presented a little bit to some of you uh, some of the findings from this book. Um, habit, I think, is just extraordinarily powerful uh, in our lives. Uh, it's a subject of regular conversation at home. My, my wife is a psychologist and, you know, day in, day out, uh, works with people who are trying to change something in their life, something about them something about um, their interactions with other people. And really, one of the things that she'd found, and that I found in this book, I've been reading a lot of books about habit, is by small changes, small changes that you uh, make to yourself or make to your life, you can really then create dramatically different outcomes and get out of a you know, situation that isn't satisfying you. So uh, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is Aristotle, who said, you know, we essentially are our habits, or the collection of all our habits. I just find it extremely powerful that 
you know, like if anybody had to come up right now and do a speech right in front of all of you, like if you have, if you're not, it's going to be the first time you do it. It's going to seem like an overwhelming task. It's very stressful, uh, very demanding. Through the power of habit, understanding how your brain works and makes these things easier for you as you repeat them, you'll find that getting up on stage and talking to people is super easy. All of you, the same person, right? You just all all that will have changed is how your brain processes. Uh, the event and the interaction, that's really the result of habit. So do take the time to read it. I think it's very uh, interesting. It can change uh, a lot of things about your life uh, at home uh, and at work. Power of habit. Yeah, I read it after the, the summit, and I would agree with you. It was an excellent read.